The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 114, How to Buy Happiness. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money. embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. How to Buy Happiness. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And I am super happy about today's Mm. episode. What a great tie-in to our title. We do a lot of listener requests. And on the rare occasion that I get to slip one in there that nobody requested, but just (laughs) I am excited about. None of us noticed. None of us noticed. Uh, It's about uh, happy money principles. Mm. So it's uh, our book club friends. Uh, Well, remember, we used to have a book club. And um, (laughs) if we still had one, this would definitely be one of the books in the Mm. book club. And so we'll talk about it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm just super stoked. I love how excited you are about it. I also thought that maybe you were excited because we were in person. Oh yeah. 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 Who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So Ooh. you'll see that if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us on YouTube, that we are together again because Eric and I are buying a home in Florida we put our money where our mouth is <laughs> and to buy happiness. To buy happiness. And that's Florida. <gasps> yes. Yeah, we'll talk about I, it. Yeah, we'll we're talk gonna about get, it. We're going to get okay, there. I, we'll dive in. First, we're going to talk about our sponsors. Also brought to you by Chewing Gum. It's what makes me happy and it's what repels cavities. Chewing gum. It's a win-win. She does. When I read this, I laughed because she loves chewing gum. I do. It's a shame for me that during podcasting, I can't chew gum. Yeah. It's sadness to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Repels cavities, but probably will give me lockjaw. Maybe. I don't know. But it is happiness for me, and I buy it. I buy it once a week. Yes. So speaking of buying happiness, uh, there is a book called Happy Money, and it is an amazing, amazing book. Um, I am. I should have come prepared with the name of the author, um, but I didn't. 
So I'm Googling it right now. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. Um, But it's essentially five principles um, that it's the science of happier spending. And it's five principles that do, when you spend on them, uh, increase your happiness. Um, And it's by Elizabeth Dunn and Michael Norton. got there quick. There it is. Um, And so Michael Norton actually did a TED Talk, TEDx Talk. Um, about happy money. So you can find that. Uh, And they even have a mobile app. Um, You might be familiar with Joy or Payoff or Happy Money. It's a few iterations. So Mm -hmm. there are several ways you can come uh, into contact with happy money. And we are going to go through a few articles uh, talking about those principles, how you can apply them to your life, and why they're so super relevant um, mm-hmm. for for where we're living in right now. Yeah, I love how they highlight just this concept of spending money on things that will actually bring us joy mm-hmm. in our lives. Yes. Uh, and that's the idea behind, you know, people say like money can't buy you happiness, but money used wisely can buy us things that bring about life giving opportunities Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe some, uh, activities that do bring about joy and can create some happiness and connection between us and others. And we'll talk about that. So yeah, ways that you can spend your money, not, not just making financially sound decisions, but how money can be a tool to be used for a variety of ways in our lives. And one of them to help us uh, bring about life and joy. Yeah. We are not frugal for the sake of being frugal, for the sake of hoarding money. Mm. Uh, it It is a tool. And so our first article is from Forbes and it's called The Five Principles of Happy Money. So we're just gonna go through those ones first. And uh yeah, it's Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So the first one is to buy experiences. Mm. Research shows that material things turn out to provide less happiness than experiential purchases. But for some reason, we, we continue to buy things because when you buy something, you have it long term. And so we think, oh, I'm going to buy this shirt and I'm going to get to wear it over and over and over. And that is going to bring me happiness every time I wear it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the law of diminishing returns Mm -hmm. will, you know, remind us that it only will bring you happiness for so long. Mm -hmm. Whereas an experience, the, the anticipation of it, the actual experience and the memories associated with it, you carry those with you Mm -hmm. for much longer, Mm -hmm. uh, than the happiness that an item can bring the those that you've shared those memories with as well it's amazing Mm -hmm. how I can recall maybe one time of spending three hours with somebody and it is it it feels as though I spent a lot longer than that with Mm -hmm. with somebody given whatever kind of circumstance or activity you're doing side by side it's it's quite amazing how important experiences are and the memories that are created as a result of that versus just like what we can do with our things mm-hmm. yeah. in isolation. Yeah. When I was paying off debt, I had a rule that I would never drink alone. So whether that was alcohol or coffee or whatever, I would never drink alone. And that was mm. to save money because I loved <laughs> the experience of getting coffee with a friend or going to a bar. Um, but 
alcohol and coffee tend to be expensive uh, mm. after you uh, you know buy them a lot. So I gave myself freedom to enjoy those things, but only if I experience them with mm. someone. That's a helpful boundary yeah. line, especially when you're aiming at certain financial goals mm-hmm. that could be. And yeah, it, it aims at the experience of mm-hmm. it, not just the thing that you're consuming. Yeah. Mm, I like that. And that kind of ties into number two on this list is make it a treat. And so the article argues that when something is always available, we're less inclined to appreciate that thing. This goes in line with growing up in an area and never having been to the local museums Mm -hmm. or even some of the local parks because it's just there. I don't know. It's like that's in my backyard. I just never go versus others who come to visit. It's like that happened to us all the time growing up outside Philly. People were like, I want to go see the Liberty Bell. Is it so amazing? Like, I want to see the Betsy Ross house. I want to all these things. And we're just like, oh, yeah, like I went there once on a field trip in elementary school. It's just there. You just don't think about it. Um, And so using that mentality, we can create things to be treats and to be exciting. Um, And so in the article, they give this example of like they went on a vacation and they found this wine that they really liked. And then they had wine every single night for dinner and then suddenly they didn't want wine anymore it wasn't Mm -hmm. a treat and so in some ways kind of abstaining from a thing or a purchase or an activity for a time that you typically enjoy can help to make that thing a treat and then you can yeah spend money on that thing but it doesn't have to be all the time we don't have to gorge ourselves Mm -hmm. on that thing and and in in some ways that can align with frugal principles as well of yeah buy the things that you enjoy but it doesn't need to be amassed in large quantities do it occasionally look forward to doing it Mm -hmm. well that's one of the reasons that I love doing no spend challenges when Mm, I was uh, paying off debt I had these habits built up and I didn't even realize them, Mm -hmm. um, that I would just spend money without thinking, but abstaining from it for just a few weeks, put things back into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. And so these things, once I could do them again, felt like treats. Oh my word. It's like what has happened with COVID-19 and all that we have not had access to. Like just getting together with somebody outside feels like an enormous treat. Um, I know in our area, even like restaurants, outdoor restaurants just opened up. And so even being able to eat outside and, and you see that, you see the benefit that that can have on your bank account and then create, like, I know for myself, I, I plan, <laughs> Eric's hearing this for the first time to not go out to eat as often as I did prior to all of this happening. I'm still going to get takeout. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But going out to eat is quite an expense that I need to treat as a treat. (laughs) No pun intended, pun intended, uh, (laughs) more than just like how I feed myself. Yeah, for sure. It's just taking a step back every once in a while. um, And and just re- recalibrating Mm -hmm. and and looking at things as they are intended to be and Mm -hmm. and the same like with turning coffee and bar you know 
things into experiences that also turned it back into a treat Mm -hmm. for me. So I actually sought out people to, (laughs) can you come get coffee? The introvert in me, you know, so it was a way to Mm. uh, maintain community because paying off debt can also be kind of isolating. Um, so it was a way for me to seek out community, a way for me to make these things into treats. So I didn't feel like I was depriving myself so that, you know, the pendulum swung, swung from, all the way abstaining to all the way mm-hmm. indulging. It mm-hmm. still kept it in balance and check, yeah. but saved me money. And I was able yeah. to feel really excited every time I went out. It feels a, a bit gamified to me too, in some yes. ways and setting up these boundary lines for yourself. Yeah. I'd be curious and feel free to engage with us on our frugal friends, Facebook community group. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Frugal friends community on um, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in some of the ways that you have set up boundary lines for yourself in a way that maybe gamifies or makes something into a treat or yeah, that'd, yeah. that'd be fun. I, I know that we do these things at different times, like the no spend challenge or like what, you know, the boundary lines that you've set up for mm-hmm. yourself to drink coffee. I think that can help us in this journey yeah. and to create some fun around what might typically be mundane or routine. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, The third is to buy time. Mm. Um, Outsource your dreaded tasks in order to have more time to follow your passions. Um, So if money is an issue, consider outsourcing things like cleaning the house so you can work more and earn more money to pay for the house being cleaned. And this, I think, is a huge mindset block for a lot Mm. of people. I'll say for me, initially paying to outsource dreaded tasks or, um, I'll talk about this later, but to, uh, you know, pay for things so that I was able to earn more money. Um, that I, I felt a lot of guilt, Mm -hmm. um, about having to do that. Um, but reframing it, uh, to be about like, no, I'm buying time yeah, so that I can do more of the things I enjoy. I think it's a prioritizing issue too. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this in my own life where I know what my priorities are. Or I say that I know them, but then what I'm actually doing with my time is not that I get mm-hmm. so caught up in the menial tasks that keep me from doing what I actually want to do. And I think that this is along those same lines of saying, what do you actually want to put your time to? then put your money towards the things that you don't want to be doing. And that's not to say like, okay, this is not for everybody to hire a house cleaner. Like I'm sure that there could be a million arguments against doing that. Mm -hmm. However, find out what that is. What are you spending your time on that is keeping you from doing the things that you want to be doing or the things that can help make you more money? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be time consuming things, but if you'd rather be doing a side hustle than be doing your laundry, 
Holy smokes, do your side hustle and if take your more, laundry to the dry yeah, cleaners. If your side hustle is more profitable, <laughs> yeah. at least, then yeah. yeah, then it's worth it. I also, and, and so I think we talked about this in one of our early, early episodes in the archives. So I want to r- dig up this concept again, because it's something that has really stuck with me and has shifted a lot of the way that I approach money and think about this specific topic. When Eric and I were in Uganda, um, we were building homes and setting up solar power and, and different things like that um, for an organization down there. And we, when engaging with the local people there, we realized that so many had people cleaning their homes that they paid, people watching their children that they paid. Um, and they themselves were maybe not making, in our, in my mind, like a lot of money. And yet, and so I, I was talking with some people about that and they were like, well, this is what we see as the right use of our money. That if I can afford to provide some sustenance to somebody else, then that is my responsibility mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. versus hoarding it all and saying, I can do it all. I can watch my kids. I can clean the laundry. I can do the dishes. I can make the food. I can work. I can chauffeur. I can be on the PTA. Like this is a mentality. This is such an individualistic mentality that can really be a detriment to our mental health, to our happiness as we're talking about. Um, and and it, this intersects with a lot of other things that we're going to talk about on this list of like being generous. Not that I think paying somebody for their work is generous, but that idea that like it is better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And so if we are able to afford to give others a task, a to give others a job and pay them for it. Like it's, it's our responsibility, at least the way that's the way that's something I that, that I yeah. took from that culture. Uh, and that has really shifted the way that I view my money and the way that I engage with yeah. it. Because I think we feel like frugality means hoarding mm-hmm. your money, doing everything to scrimp and save and scrounge. But frugality is just about widening the gap between what you spend and what you earn. Mm -hmm. Like that's what frugality is to us is widening that gap Mm -hmm. so that you have more disposable income to do with the things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, I love that concept. Yeah. And, and it is happiness. If you do choose to buy a house cleaner and come home and the dishes are done and you Mm. didn't do them. mm. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, the fourth one on this list is pay now, consume later. So they're talking about paying up front for whatever cost it is. They're primarily talking about vacations and delaying the consumption for that. Um, and you can buy more happiness even as you spend less on those things. Um, delaying consumption allows us to reap the pleasure, pleasures of even anticipation. And I love what's being talked about here. And this is actually um, 
a concept or even like a tool that I was handing out to people in the midst of COVID-19 and managing anxiety and figuring out how, how do we find purpose if maybe we are without work or we've experienced extreme disruption or transition in our lives. And one of the things that we found as clinicians was really helpful and is always really helpful, just kind of pulling on and amplifying this is we need something to look forward to. Mm. All of us. And really, we're talking about hope. Like, we need hope. That is true across the board. But particularly when things are very uncertain, it is important to have things to look forward to. Or when things are very, very difficult, it's important to say, what can I set my sights on that helps me to pull up out of my immediate circumstances? Mm -hmm. And that is true regardless of whether or not there's a global pandemic happening. It is helpful for us to have something that we can set our sights on and say, this thing is coming. Yeah. I I wouldn't say, and neither does this article say that the anticipation is better than the thing itself, but it is still really helpful. Mm -hmm. You do also have to go and do that thing so that you can continue to perpetuate the idea that this is going to be fun. And that's what provides (laughs) you the opportunity to look forward to it. Uh, but paying for your vacations ahead of time, planning in advance. They talk about how they stayed at like six different places and all they had to pay was like the, um, the incidentals. Yeah. 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 Which they ended up getting back on their card. And yeah. So it almost like I was thinking about you when I was reading this article, like their own version of an all inclusive by having. Mm-hmm. Um, prepaid all of these things. So I think that's another way to look at, you know, you know, whether that's Christmas shopping or vacation planning or uh, you name it, something that can be down the road that you pay for now when you have the money, it can help. I think the main idea is to shift from, um, consume now pay later, which is how credit cards typically Mm -hmm. work. Um, to something that is save, 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 pay, consume. Mm. Um, so trying to shift the order in which you do things. Yeah. Um, the fifth one is invest in others. So mm. research has shown that spending money on others provides a bigger happiness boost than spending money on yourself. And they did this experiment in the book um, between the researchers. Uh, they gave money to a bunch of people and the half that spent it on other people reported feeling just better overall. Mm -hmm. Um, so investing in others is such a big way that we can use our money, uh, for us. I have always said giving is more for us than it is for the people (laughs) we are giving to. And I will stand by that. Uh Giving is more for the giver. Yeah. And so you don't need to be an angel like you don't need to be oh yeah there's always ulterior motives behind it doing good things makes us feel good like but okay makes other people feel good too embrace it and do more of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah don't feel like you have to feel like a uh i don't know those angel investors or those people that give 
that are really good people. I'm a horrible person, so I don't even know what they're called. Oh, don't even let them fool you. They're doing it because it makes them feel good. Yeah, just do more of what makes you feel good. And we know now... When it makes others feel good. Right, we know now that that is investing in others. Research has shown that's what it is. Yes, well said. (laughs) And we'll get more into that even in this next article which provides us with four tips for happy spending. And it comes from Inc.com. So we'll go through all four. Yes. And again, it's a repeat of the first article, but I think it's worth repeating because I think that there's something behind this. And so number one says, spend, spend your money on extra time. Hiring a housekeeper, a virtual assistant, splurge for a grocery delivery. So they reference, so this is actually the science behind how spending can bring about some happiness. We don't want to just throw this concept of money doesn't buy happiness out the window when there could be some actual science behind saying, well, it can bring about some joy Mm -hmm. if we do it well. And so it referenced the study of 4,400 Americans showing pretty definitely that people who value time over money are happier than those who don't. And so they're arguing, all right, then spend your money on creating more time for yourself. Chances are, yeah, you'll feel good about that. You won't regret that. I will say I don't always do grocery deliveries uh, or I don't always do all the, the meal prep services. But when I do, oh my word, it's so much freedom, especially if I've budgeted for it. So please Mm -hmm. hear us that we are not talking about spending outside of your means to do these things. These are absolutely budgeted for things. But when we've done that and we see that we have maybe a little bit of discretionary income, what we might be spending on like stupid trips to Target could actually be going towards these more intentional areas. Yes, that is that's the goal with this is to put it in your budget. Don't let mindless spending dictate how you spend your money, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, don't Mm -hmm. wake up and wonder where your money went. Make a budget, but be intentional with putting things that have been proven to increase happiness, putting those things in your budget. Um, The second one is to spend your money on great experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was saying before, just because physical things last longer doesn't mean they bring happiness for a longer period of time. So when you're creating your budget, prioritize it, prioritize at least one experience each month. Mm-hmm. I think that's not too much to, you know, to spend on like one experience to look forward to every month and then really fun to do. And you can, uh, oh my gosh, Groupon, Living Social, mm-hmm. Yelp. There's so many ways to get experiences inexpensively, mm-hmm. um, but budget in great experiences. Yeah. And when you do that, number three, spend it with and on someone that you care about. Mm-hmm. So psychologists believe, and this is referenced in the article, that one reason experiences seem to make us happier than things is that we often share them with a friend or a partner or a family member. And so while doing free things with people you love is great, you should also budget for the cost of that. Um, but 
not just experiences, but with other people can bring about connection Mm -hmm. with others. And I will say, and this is another um, therapeutic tidbit, play is so important. And there's tons of studies on play. We've talked about it and, and books written about play, just the amazing hormones that it releases. And especially when we play side by side with other people, it bonds us to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps us to have a more positive outlook on life. It, it increases our feelings of happiness and joy. And I, I, I could go on and on, but play is so important. And I think that that is also one of the things that happens with experiences. Usually when we're spending money on experiences, they're fun. Mm-hmm. They are are our version of play. And when we invite other people into that, and when we're willing to spend on that, I, we don't always have to pay for another person, but invite them in. And if possible, if you've budgeted for it, yeah, pay for your friend to join you. And that will increase bonding and connection, which again, increases our levels of the, our experience of happiness and joy and life giving things. So all of this, yeah, it is rooted in some, some studies, some science, some psychology that these are some ways that we can intentionally spend money. Yeah. And to circle back to number one, if you are not finding that you have enough time to play or time to spend with people Mm. you care about or have experiences at least once a month, it may be time to pay somebody to free up some of your time. Yeah that may be time to really examine your budget, your work schedule, mm. uh, how much you're side hustling. How, maybe you need to slow down your debt payoff um, or your savings rate. Mm-hmm. It may be time to mm. just meditate on it uh, mm. so that, because you do not get this time back. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to say, I paid off, you know, $78,000 of debt in less than two years, but I don't get those two years back. Mm -hmm. So, and there are things that I, I wish that I had done. I, for the most part, I'm super happy, um, you know, with how I balance my debt payoff, but I still have some regrets. And so you Mm -hmm. don't get that time back. You have to be okay with however you lived it. It's reminding me of this concept that you presented, Jen, in episodes back about being your own CEO, like the CEO (laughs) of your finances and kind of thinking if a business were run that way, it'd be super ineffective and inefficient. If like the CEO couldn't actually get the things done that they needed to get done (laughs) to move their business forward. Like once businesses reach a point where they need to hire new people, they need to recognize that like, all right, we've reached a point of Mm -hmm. capacity where now we need to hire out some of the things that we do, or we need to bring on another employee. Yes. that similar concept. If I'm realizing I don't have the time to do everything, then maybe it's an indicator that I've reached my capacity and my limitation and I need to bring someone else in to help. I just recently in my business brought on a virtual assistant because I realized that my time was more valuable working on higher level projects yep. than, you know, the menial day to day. We just outsourced the editing of our podcast. We did. It's so, so these are things that you hear about in side hustles and businesses, um, but they are the same concepts that you should be applying to your own life mm. to make it as effective as possible. Yeah. yeah. So those are the ways 
those are our tips for happy spending. Those are the ways we believe that you can spend happiest. And Gosh. I mean, if it's nothing that makes me more happy, there's literally nothing that makes me more happy every week than the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Olivia calling from Denver, Colorado. My Bill of the Week is a little bit of a stretch, but just bear with me. Um, my favorite bill is actually the $2 bills that I use when filling up my scooter with gas. I recently purchased a Honda Metropolitan, and because the scooter gets about 100 miles to the gallon, oh it only requires um, one gallon of gas at a, at a time. It can only hold one gallon of gas. So therefore, because of the price of gas right now, um, it only costs me about one or two dollar bills every time I need to fill up the tank. So there you have it. That's my favorite bill of the week. Um, have a great day, and thanks so much for what you two do. Oh, Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> I really loved that one. This should be <laughs> illegal to call in making us so jealous on so many levels. First of all, you live in Denver, Colorado. That's beautiful. Second of all... $2 bills. You got your hands on some $2 bills. Those are amazing. And I don't think we've ever had that bill. A third, you have a scooter, which is super fun and cool. Fourth, you only need to spend $2 to fill up your one tank of gas to get you all over town. Fifth, your name's Olivia. That's awesome. Six. How many can I get up to? I don't know where you're going. <laughs> what was the name of that scooter? I'm looking it up. Metropolitan? Metropolitan. Uh, I, I, I need to see it for myself. This, this was amazing. It didn't even require any bearing with you. That was... Oh, I love it. Gosh, I'm just picturing you driving off into happy freedom. Oh, my gosh. Freedom from gas bills. If you have any adorable things that you want to call in about that have to do with a bill or maybe require a bill or or something, um, please uh, get man frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and we want to hear about them and we will celebrate with you it's what we are best at apparently yeah We're so, I'll do my best to list off Jill six reasons so of good why I'm celebrating people it's <laughs> it's amazing I don't love creating my spending plan each month and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. 
I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com frugal. That's mintmobile.com frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now it's time for the lightning round. You have to, my child is I'm sleeping. Sorry, I just remembered that. Yeah. Oh so we are going to share one change um, that we've each made to spend happier and one change we need to make. So this is one oh. thing we've done and then one thing yeah. that we need to get better at. Okay, good. So um, first, my one that I did, um, and this was a big, this was a big mind cluster cuss for me, um, so is daycare. I uh, had uh, uh, um, uh. visions of Speak my it. life of being a stay-at-home mom, yeah. um, work-from-home mom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it all. And then very quickly after the birth of my son realized, like, that's not me. That's not my life. That's not mm-hmm. my happiness. Mm-hmm. It's what I thought uh was He's a cute right. baby, but... But that's just not me. <laughs> yeah. So I fought it, but... Um, when he was four months old, um, I put him into a, a private in-home daycare and a, a part of me was, was, I don't love creating my spending plan each month. And it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. 
And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from ATT Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. ATT Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details. Sad that I felt like it was a failure. Um, cause I couldn't mom hard enough. Um, but I realized I can make more money having by paying to put him in daycare. Mm-hmm. So I have been able to really grow my own business mm-hmm. only because I, I have him in daycare four days a week. And to highlight, too, what you're describing for yourself as what you know is helpful to experience the different expressions of yourself, what what is helpful for your mental health, for your professional growth, for you being the best mom that you can be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it, at least what I'm hearing you say is it's not just about the money aspect, but also the ways that that impacts you holistically. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is such an important thing, what you're describing, because there's also the barriers of mom guilt, which is so real. So Holy smokes. Um, And the different life choices that all moms make. And it does not mean that you love Kai any less because you're not a stay-at-home mom. Like, holy smokes, mom of the year. Actually, I'm nominating you. Oh, uh, this is this means a lot because you saw me almost drop him on his head yesterday. No, but the thing I wanted to focus on was the fact that you had an amazing feat of strength and like uh, fastness. What's the word I'm looking Speed. for? Thank you. In catching him, like he did not fall. It was amazing. It was incredible to watch. Anyhow, not to mention that I. It was my fault. Yeah. But but also you you, know. you have chosen what has worked best for you, which is part time. Like Kai's not in daycare twenty like twenty four seven. No no child is in daycare twenty four seven. But he's yeah, like it it's a part time thing yeah. for you. And I I think that I I always am super encouraged to see people operating in their specific expressions of where their giftings lie and to be the best that they can be on all levels. Mm -hmm. And you've found that for yourself. And and I think it helps to give other people the the freedom and permission to do that and to not shame one another for what is chosen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, So for me, something that I have shifted and has, my goodness, brought me so much happiness is giving gifts to other people. 
Um, this is something that we do budget for. And I will say it's something I've always desired to do, but finances for a long time were not there. Like I was so desirous of uh, even just small things like knowing it's someone's birthday. It's probably my love language. I suppose like wanting to give people things because I know it makes me feel good. Like I'm not mother Teresa here. <laughs> um, that's who I was trying to think of. Oh, oh, thank you. But honestly, this is an unpopular opinion probably, but mother Teresa felt good for doing the things that she did. You know, she did. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. Anyhow, uh, and just refusing to feel guilty about it. And in the, because this does satisfy something for me, like I am able to go shopping, pick up like all the cute things that I see at the store, but then give them to somebody else. So like I get to shop, I get to buy cute things and then I give it to somebody else. And it's just like win, win, win across the board. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I refuse to feel that like shopping guilt mm -hmm. for that because of the value that it places on other people. And the fact that I have the money to do that, I have allotted for it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, here's something you should go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash raise and get Ooh. a gift card for somebody <gasps> just a $5 at a discount. Gift card. Yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, you get free a five free dollars by using our referral code and then <gasps> give that to somebody. Oh my word. Give it forward. Oh, yeah. Everybody in the Frugal Friends community everybody. group could do it. Oh just my like gosh. We'll back post and forth the and back link. and forth. Yeah. We'll post the link in there. That's set. Okay. Okay. That's Great. But done is done is done. All Which right. leads to your next Which thing. Which leads to my next <laughs> thing. Uh, one change that I want to make is to increase my giving. Mm. Um, I want to give more uh, to more organizations doing work that I think is necessary, but more so I want to give to more people in my community. Uh, like we need to feel connected right now and I may not have a big income compared to some people, but it's big compared to others. And mm -hmm. so I want to use what I've been blessed with to encourage others. Mm. And I had a, I just made a YouTube video recently about like ways that you can give without having a lot of money and like to vote with your dollar. And one of the things that I remember really significantly when I was a broke college student is that I would, um, I went to go get gas several times at this gas station and there would be just $20 on the pump just prepaid. Mm. And so like as a broke college student, that made such a big impact wow. having yeah. $20 in my tank. Um, and so like, it's stuff like that. Like I want to do that for mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, I've done it before, but like, I want to be more intentional. More. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And not wondering, not stressing so much of like, whether I give money to the person on the side of the road, like, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to oh, use gosh. it efficiently and effectively? Like who the yeah. heck cares? Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've stopped caring yeah. about that. That, yeah. that cannot be. Like, I, I'm going to give you money and it's not like, it's not up to me with what you're going to do yeah. with that. Like, I don't have to, but like, if I want to, I'm going yeah. to, and I'm not going to second guess myself. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, so for me, <laughs> you have a more altruistic goal in mind. But you already have, you're already doing the altruistic thing. Uh, so are thing. you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're, you're better. You're okay. cool. Oh. Okay. 
I want, this is more like a perspective shift more than it is something that's like actual, like this is already happening. I just want to change my perspective on it. So like ordering out and allowing myself to have a higher food budget, guilt free. Mm. So I can feel so much comparison when I see people in the personal finance space talking about how low is your grocery budget? What's everybody's food budget? I mean, it is one of our biggest areas of spending and where Mm -hmm. we want to rein in spending. So it's such a hot topic and people are talking about it all the time of, oh, for, for a couple, I spend $50 a month and I'm just like... Oh my word, I'm nowhere near that. I am so Mm -hmm. beyond that amount of money. But yet I recognize where my life season is and how, first of all, just like stressed and annoyed and frustrated I get at why we have to eat three meals a day. I mean, I've cut it down to two and some days down to one, but that's why you're so thin. (laughs) It's sickening. It's just, I'm so tired of thinking about food. And then every time I do think about food, then I just, I take it even further where I think I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm already done with it in my third and I potentially have 40 more years of needing to think about food every single day. It like that that's where it's at for oh, me. I that's cannot how relate. Bad it is. Girl, I cannot relate. I like food, don't get me wrong, but to th- to think about I've got to go grocery shopping. I've got a meal plan. I've got to prep it. I've got to cook it. I got to clean up after it. I got to then think about what are we doing the next day? It's just like Oh my goodness. I I can't on top of everything else that I'm doing. So anyhow, what I'm saying is wanting to give myself the permission that, Hey, my food budget is a lot higher, but I have budgeted for it. And, and my food budget to be fair, it includes everything. It includes all my beverages, my eating out, my dining in my groceries. It's everything, but yes, it is higher than $50 a month. Yeah, it is higher than $500 a month for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I just need the, I I need to just experience the the permission of this is what I've budgeted for. I have the money to do it. This is where my values Mm -hmm. are. This is what helps free up time for me to do the things that I want to do. This is how I'm going to feed myself at least for this season. I mean, it's much better than saying, than, you know, meal planning out seven dinners for the week but always failing, you know, yes. twice a week and then you feel the guilt yes. and instead just budget it in that, and let go of yes. the guilt. Give yourself grace. That's the cycle I get into yeah. is I'll go and I'll get a ton of stuff from the grocery store and then halfway through the week, I don't have the capacity for it. So then I'm also ordering out and then it's just like, well, this is ridiculous mm-hmm. because now I have gone grocery shopping and I'm eating out and that's where it's not yeah. okay. And yeah. it goes beyond. So so, and if this is somewhere that you're trying to rein in, so if you're more like me and you're just mm-hmm. like, I love to think about my next meal after my last meal, <laughs> then then try and get creative like with your budget. So give yourself grace, go slowly, um, but then maybe maybe next month you keep the same food budget, but you think about how you can uh, work more creatively with it. So mm-hmm. try to eat out. Uh, you know, increase your eating out without increasing your spending. So gamify it. There's nothing wrong with gamifying Mm -hmm. how 
you do frugality. Yeah. And I'm still fun. frugal. My yeah, goodness. Course. What when You're, I say that, what yeah. I'm doing is I'm picking up Chick-fil-A chicken fingers and I'm putting it on lettuce that I did buy from the grocery store. But that to be guilt-free about it versus in my mind where I'll go is, oh, I should have made that chicken myself. I should have gone to the meat market where I can get discounted chicken and I should yeah. have done all like, and it's should just have, like, should have, should have, should oh, have. I, I, not right now, maybe eventually, but, and, and it or does, maybe never. it shifts with seasons. Because Chick-fil-A chicken is good. Ugh, like it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. So, I learned that, that one of their secrets is marinating their chicken in pickle juice. Or dill something. pickle juice. Yeah. It's true. So yeah. if you need one more thing on your plate, um, <laughs> marinate your chicken and, and dill and, yeah. pickle juice if you if that's what brings you joy yeah thanks so much for listening guys I, we hope that this episode inspired you to have a little more grace with yourself and to use your money to spend more money spend it more wisely uh, so we talk a lot about spending less and saving money, but uh, there, there's a time for everything. Um, and, and we just have to have wisdom to be as balanced as possible. And that is the ultimate goal. Um, so, and then also thank you for reviewing the show, leaving helpful reviews. Um, I especially liked this one yeah, this from TFT. Is, this, this is, is good. one of the best reviews that I have ever, <laughs> if you can top this review, a hundred percent, I will read your review. It's passes the Bechdel Phi drinking game test, which I do not <laughs> no, know if that I've is a real thing. I've heard of it. They may have made it up. I think they did. Uh, I'm fine with that. You can make up your own things yeah, for these. Absolutely. Um, so the review is not only are these wonderful ladies so fun and down to earth as they explore all matters of finance for everyday people, but they also pass what I call <laughs> the Bechdel Phi drinking game test and FI is financial independence. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering, this particular test requires you to listen to a financial podcast. And every time a host or guest says the word savvy, <laughs> you have to take a drink. If you can listen for longer than five minutes without succumbing to alcohol poisoning, then that podcast passes the Bechdel Phi drinking game test. <laughs> Who's really though, doing this? I, I am obsessed with whoever you are. Really though, it's refreshing to hear straight talk from folks that speak to the listener like you are a friend. And <sighs> I'm super glad that um, you think that you're our friend because you are and we are speaking to a group Straight of intelligent talk, people. down to earth talk. I don't know how else to talk to you. But also, yeah, savvy is never a word Ever. that I use no. often. I, I will say sometimes when I post on Instagram, I will hashtag savvy. But that's also because I don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a true millennial. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's so real how bad you are at Instagram. <laughs> um, I, I guess I don't. So here's an, here's another admission. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, uh. <laughs> so, but I have one. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't realize how popular the word savvy is uh, among oh, female-led oh, podcasts. saying it. You're going to get someone out there drunk. Oh, I mean. And that's on you. Two shots is you're, you're going to be fine. <laughs> 
We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we will add you to our monthly drawing. And so for every tag, every five tags mm-hmm. or reviews that we get each month, we give away a $10 Amazon gift card. So those odds are really good, like one in five. Yeah. So that means if we get 10, we're giving away two gift cards. And you guys, like not a lot of people do this. It's amazing that not a lot of that. Yeah. We've been talking about this for so long. Yeah. We have a good amount of reviews, but each month, like, we, yeah, not, not a, lot, a of, lot of people send them. Yeah. Um, and then. Oh, right. It's email. Yeah. Right, you so have to send us a mm-hmm. screenshot of your review or tag us mm-hmm. at Frugal Friends Podcast on Insta or Facebook so that we get the tag. Um, and, and you would be surprised how few people do this, but you could get $10 for doing this Yeah, every single month. So, you know, yeah, give it, give it a try, give it a try. And so with your $10 Amazon gift card, maybe you buy happy money, the book, maybe you don't, you buy what you want. Maybe you buy 10, your, your raise gift cards. And then you just like, you keep building it on top of itself. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Because then you get your five dollar raise. Yeah, but you have to use your own money on raise. You can't use an Amazon gift card. Well, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget to tag us on social and email us your screenshots. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Um, I had to look up uh, the, what the Bechdel test was because I'm, I'm a horrible feminist. Um, do you, you know, no. you don't know what the Bechdel test is. Oh my gosh. <gasps> How okay. bad am I? You're uh, same I'm as right me. up there with you. Um, so the Bechdel, <laughs> same as you're same, yeah, as me. same as me. Same as me. So the Bechdel test is in a movie. Um, if a movie has a scene where two women are in a room having a conversation and that conversation is not about a man. That passes the Bechdel test. Okay, I have heard this. Yeah. Yes. And you can literally have 20 seconds, a 20 second scene with like five seconds of dialogue, and your movie can pass the Bechdel test. Um, like any scene, even if any other scene. scenes have two women in them not talking about. No, you're, the movie in its entirety only has to have one scene. One scene. With two women in a room without any men. And they're not, not talking, talking about, about a, man. a man. Yeah. So that's, it's very easy. Wow. To, yeah. It seems easy, but I'm sure I'd be shocked at how few movies pass the test. You might. Uh, yeah. There's still movies that still don't pass, that come out and still don't pass the Bechdel test. So, and then there are movies like, like all the new Star Wars movies. Those all pass the Bechdel test. But you don't think of them. I mean, so I guess now, now you do uh, with that strong because female they're lead. talking about like monsters instead. Yeah, I guess, or just like life, robots and stuff yeah. is what two females would be talking about. Yeah, and just because they're like not gendered, then Ooh. it counts. Like, what do females talk about if not men? <laughs> <laughs> Savvy. Hmm. Savvy. Savvy things. <laughs> See ya. Bean Dad, The Dress. 
30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.